Welcome back to another episode of GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast, where we explore the challenges and opportunities facing our region. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Every October, we celebrate Small Business Month. Small businesses are the backbone of our economy, employing 1.1 million British Columbians. That is why our pillar partner, RBC, has sponsored our podcast annual Small Business Series. Today, I'm joined by Gary Agnew, CEO and co-founder of Ideon Technologies, a world pioneer in the application of cosmic ray muon tomography, which for the uninitiated, like myself, means technology that provides X-ray-like visibility up to one kilometer beneath the Earth's surface. Welcome, Gary. Thanks, Bridget. Lovely to be on the show. All right. So let's start with some background on Ideon Technologies. So tell us a little bit about the company and how it came to be, and then we're going to get into what the technology does. Sure. Yeah. The origin story of the company is actually a Canadian geophysicist called Brian Powell um, back in the uh, early 2000s. Um, read about muon tomography um, online in, in the context of volcanology. And fortunately for us, uh, Brian, his, his curiosity caused him to reach out to Triumph. And Triumph, based at UBC, is Canada's National Particle Physics Laboratory. And he posed a question. Uh, could this technique be used for mineral exploration? And uh, thankfully, somebody at Triumph said, we're not sure, but we'd love to find out. <laughs> that really started a desktop exercise, uh, a prototype uh, detector, and uh, over a decade of uh, commercial field trials with the mining industry. So okay, pretty, it sounds pretty a little like a Star Trek episode that we're having here. <laughs> yes, yes, a little bit. It, it sounds quite far-fetched, the technology that's not lost on us at, at Ideon, but I can assure you it is very real and it is delivering results today. And so, yeah, happy to get into more of that uh, during the conversation. Okay, so it's it's called cosmic ray muon tomography. Maybe talk a little bit about how it works and why it's so significant for the mining industry. Yeah, so the technique is essentially using a subatomic particle called a muon um, that arrives at the Earth's surface as a result of supernova, supernova explosions in space. And those supernova explosions happen and create cosmic rays. The cosmic rays interact with matter on the upper atmosphere and create a slew of subatomic particles. The muons, the uh, most energetic and penetrative of those particles, and they race to Earth in straight lines at the speed of light. Um, where we get involved is as those uh, muons penetrate the Earth, they lose energy and decay in proportion to the density they're traveling through. And so what we have developed the ability to do is measure muon intensity and directionality underground. And from that, we're able to produce 2D radiographic images, just like an X-ray. And when we have multiple of our sensors in the area, we produce a 3D reconstruction of density, just like a CAT scan in the medical imaging analogy. Wow. Uh how long did this technology take to develop? Well, actually, the technology has been around since the 50s um, and was actually used in the 70s to discover hidden chambers in the Great Pyramids. And so the technique's been around for a long time, but the issue has been the size of the sensors. And really, that's one of the big innovations we have brought to the table at Ideon is we have miniaturized the form factor of the sensors to be able to fit in an industry standard drill hole, making it very applicable uh, for the mining industry. You know, when I think of the mining industry, or when lots of people think about the mining industry, and decades ago, I would say is a fair comment, was that 
you know, it there were some uh, practices that weren't great for the environment. I know that things have changed radically in the industry, which is wonderful. But I think this technology would be key for that, but also to remove some of the uncertainty in mining where you're literally poking holes trying to find what you're trying to find. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's the way we think about it, Bridget, is uh, the, the game we're in is providing certainty uh, to our mining clients. Uh, and this is an industry that has been plagued by uncertainty. And so, you know, today, even in the last number of decades, um, billion-dollar decisions are made with less than 1% of 1% of knowledge of the ore body. And what that creates is huge error bars in terms of the mining practices, because you're never really certain what you have in the subsurface. You have to allow for a lot of variability in your operational processes. That variability means often you're taking more waste from the earth than is necessary. It means you're creating more carbon and GHGs mm -hmm. than is necessary. So our tech technique really enables a precision mining technique, understand the subsurface with high degree of certainty in a way that allows the mining company to optimize the processes it used to extract those minerals from the earth. You know, besides being a great local story for Greater Vancouver, I also love that it's on the cutting edge of green technology in the mining industry, which Canada is a leader in. So what has the pickup been, um, you know, for some of the global mining companies? Yeah, we're, we're very proud to be dealing with four of the five largest mining companies in the world, uh, BHP, Glencore, Valley, and Rio Tinto. And so, yes, the the capabilities of the technology is certainly attracting a lot of interest from, from the top end of the mining business. And I've, I've got to be honest and say adoption in Canada um, is not at the same level as what we see from other international markets. Australia is a great example. We're really pulling hard on the capabilities uh, we have. And so, yes, there's a, we, we, we are doing work with global companies in Canada, but in terms of Canadian companies, there's certainly an opportunity to leverage this Canadian innovation much more fully to ensure that you know, Canada has always been a global leader when it comes to mining, but the opportunities for Canada to become a leader in ESG mining um, to really create a standard and, and, and leadership in terms of how mining can be done in a much more effective way and optimized way for society. Gary, what are some of those barriers to adoption in Canada? Yeah, certainly as a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a new Canadian and so I've uh, made Canada home over the last uh, 10 years or so. Uh, certainly one of the things I um, see, there is a, a great a degree of risk aversion um, in Canadian companies. And my, my previous career was working for a Canadian company um, at Finning. And so I certainly have seen uh, a tendency to be less uh, ambitious, less uh, risk tolerant of taking on and embracing new technologies to really transform uh, businesses. So that's something we continue to work with, with the uh, provincial and federal government to see if we can help um, uh, shift that, that ball forward in terms of adoption. Well, since we're talking about challenges, um, we'll dig in a little deeper on some of these and then we'll move to the opportunities. Um, but I know in mining, there are challenges, you know, regulatory challenges, environmental challenges, but also labor shortage challenges. So what kind of challenges are is Ideon facing? Yeah, certainly uh, we need the best talent on the planet um, in a number of uh, disciplines in order to deliver a fully integrated solution to our customer. And so talent is our number one uh, challenge. Now, fortunately, we've made a lot of amazing progress. I'm, I'm very, very proud of the team that we've assembled over the last number of years. 
uh, based right here in, in BC. But talent's uh, obviously a challenge. Uh, global supply chain is a challenge. Uh, certainly, it was pretty uh, pretty challenging there during the post-COVID um, uh, period. But that, you know, while things have improved, it's certainly not a stable environment. So sourcing with very specialist parts from around the world, bringing them here to BC, and then distributing our solution to customers all around the world. There's certainly no end of challenges in, in that part of our business. Yeah, it's certainly taking a little while for that supply chain to get back to anything that kind of looks like normal. Uh, this is Small Business Month, and so we're doing this series on small business. Talk about your journey maybe growing Ideon and 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 the investment interest and how you hope to move it from a small business and and really scale that. Yeah, and it's kind of, I mean, timing's everything in these things, mm-hmm. Bridget. And, and certainly, you know, if I rewind to when I first joined the company three and a half, almost four years ago, um, the lack of investment or appetite from investors for mining was very marked. And yet the contrast today is every investor, Silicon Valley and otherwise, you know, uh, focused on mining. And so this is really quite um, uh, symbolic in terms of the shift that we're going through as a society in recognizing the importance of this industry. You know, the way I say it is there is no green green energy transition without mining because Mm -hmm. metals we need to move to renewable energy technologies like EVs and and, and wind and solar and so forth require a huge increase in in critical metals to be able to unlock uh, that transition. And so this mining industry that I agree with you has had a very uh, uh, checkered uh, history um, with uh, uh, lots of things in today's context, um, not particularly um, uh, ESG focused, but we've got an industry that is working hard every day to transform. And um, that's what's exciting for the team at Ideon is we get to work with some of these leading mining companies and play a role in their transform- transformation. In many ways, mining's the uh, one of the oldest industries on earth. And uh, so we're pretty excited about helping one of the oldest industries on earth transform to be a, a critical industry for our future. Yeah, one of the oldest industries, but one that is evolving really rapidly. Uh, it was very exciting to hear of some of the, the changes that are happening. So looking to the future, I mean, how do you plan to scale and grow Ideon? What do you see the future hold, say, over the next three to five years? Yeah, in terms of um, you know the where where we're orientated is to our mission is to help accelerate the world's transition to low impact mining. I mean that's really what we get up every day trying to do, and that's what we work with our customers to try and achieve. In terms of where that takes Ideon, um, you know, our, our, our my ambition or a, a objective for the company is that we're the leading subsurface intelligence company on the planet. And we're helping mining and we're helping critical infrastructure and we're helping carbon sequestration, a whole range of different industries um, by providing them certainty of the subsurface that they never had before. And from that, that enables them to transform the way they approach their business and to to move us to a renewable future. Let's talk a little bit about your personal journey. Um, You know, your background, you mentioned that you were at Finning for a long time. So you've got lots of experience and expertise uh, in the industry. But, you know, this is really, uh, you know, trying to grow a small business. So what are some of the key learnings that you've had that you could share with some entrepreneurs and other operators who are trying to grow their businesses? 
Yeah, there's been uh, obviously quite a few challenges along the way. Certainly one was uh, trying to raise funding in a in a COVID environment. And, you know, it seems crazy to say now, but uh, three or so years ago, the big question was, can you raise funding on Zoom? And <laughs> of course, the, the answer is we've proved that everything else, people have proved that that indeed is a thing. Um, we were staring down the barrel of our seed funding round right in the COVID months. And so raising funding on Zoom was an enormous challenge, um, but it was one that we were thankfully able to to navigate. Yeah, you'd have like, I would think that the big part of that process is building trust and so difficult to do that in a virtual environment. Yeah, yeah, very, very different. Um, a lot of new skills and, uh, and and ways of thinking had to be adapted. And equally, a lot of investors, just the openness to um, willingness to engage through a 2D environment rather than a 3D environment. Um, and so, you know, it was a, it was a challenge at the time. Uh, lots of challenges since. I mean, one, you know, being a spin out from Triumph, you know, we got amazing scientific heritage as a business and lineage. Um, equally, that comes with um, some government lab thinking. And so one of the shifts we had to make was much more to a high performance culture, an execution orientation and a timeliness orientation that perhaps wasn't at the core of, uh, of the thinking in a, in a government lab environment. So yeah, lots of challenges uh, over the time, and they don't they don't stop. I mean, one of the one of the uh, great inspirational quotes uh, that I like, and is is actually in our manufacturing uh, facility, is from Nelson Mandela, and the quote is, "It always seems impossible until it's done." And so the culture we're trying to build here at Ideon is, you know, don't be surprised when problems show up. We are in the problem-solving business. That's why the major mining companies of the world are hiring us to solve complex problems. And so when problems show up, don't be disheartened. Um, time to double down. And when you think it's impossible, keep pushing, because just the other side of that thought is a breakthrough. And so the culture and the, the mindset of how we tackle problems is as important as the technology itself because the problem-solving capability is, is really a muscle at Ideon that, that really is competitive advantage in the long term. How big is the team now? Yeah, we're 55 on our way to 60 uh, people. We were uh, five people um, not so very long ago. <laughs> and so we've gone through a tremendous uh, growth uh, phase over the last couple of years. The majority of that team is based right here in BC. We've just made our first couple of hires in Australia, really important market for us. So we're going from a, a small startup in Richmond uh, to a much larger one with a, a lot of global ambition. Well, what a great success story for our small business series. And with some good fortune, um, maybe next October when we're doing small business series, you'll be a much larger organization. It wouldn't fit the category anymore. That would be great. We would love that. Gary, thanks so much for joining us on GivePod. And thank you again to the sponsor of our small business series, RBC. Join us again next week as we continue this series.